This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Well, welcome back, everybody, or, or welcome for the first time. Wouldn't that be a nice concept? I'm here. I'm David Moore. I'm here with Evan Grant. Thankfully, Kevin Sherrington is not joining us. He says he's on vacation this week, which leads Evan to ask, Evan? What's how is different? this week? Yeah, how is this week different <laughs> from any other week? As you can tell, that exchange went very well. We, Evan and I have our chemistry working oh, in peak form right now. It's not awkward at all. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, I was catching up on, on this morning's top Dallas Cowboys story. So, um, speaking of awkward, why don't you explain it to me? Well, speaking of awkward, yes. One, Ezekiel Elliott, who there are many things we can touch on in this story, but he was detained briefly and cussed, cuffed by Los, Ange- uh, Las Vegas police over the weekend. Uh, no charges. It would have been a, a misdemeanor assault charge. There were no charges filed. The security guard that uh, there was a level of confrontation with and who fell down uh, did not want to press any charges. He was quickly released, which was a good thing because all of this happened at three in the morning in Las Vegas, which would be five in the morning, Sunday morning, Dallas time. It's a good thing charges were not pressed because Ezekiel Elliott's football camp for youngsters started in Frisco at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. So four hours after he was in cuffs at an electronic dance festival, uh, Ezekiel Elliott was, I'm not sure he was back there for actually the start of the (laughs) camp at 9 a.m. That may have been pushing it a bit, but... Uh, he was back and did take part in his camp. So I would say if you're if you're going on questionable or poor judgment, one would be exhibiting behavior at three in the morning in Vegas that would lead the police to cuff you. Two would be once you return to Frisco for your football camp. And a few hours into the football camp where you do a TV interview with with Channel 11, who is also helping like co-sponsor your camp. And during this interview, you talk about how you've matured and sure you made some mistakes when you were younger, but you've learned from those as you go forward, knowing full well within eight hours of when making those comments that you were in cuffs in Vegas, even though it had not come out at that point, I would say that may be number two on the poor decisions that were made by Ezekiel Elliott to start the week. And look, that doesn't even get into the fact 
that he was in Vegas at an electronic dance festival. Wearing a LeBron Electric James Daisy, yes. Wearing a LeBron James jersey and yellow Air Jordans. Um, so I think we can all, what, however you, you want to characterize the, the level and, and red flag this is incident raises, I, I think we can all agree that there were poor, some, poor decisions made from 3 a.m. in the morning on. Yeah, I'd, starting Sunday. You know, the first thing that crosses my mind after watching the video is, um, like, yes, <laughs> yes. What is the first thing that crosses your mind? Doug? Honestly, the first thing that crosses my mind is somebody's at this festival and they've got nothing better to do than like follow him around with what appears to be an iPhone camera. Sure. Sure. Um, I guess would thinking. He, I bet if he does anything, I'm going to be able to make some bucks from TMZ. Sell it to TMZ, which is exactly what happened. Sure. Um, secondly, uh, you know Zeke's following because the tape does meander for a while. It does along with Elliot. Yeah, I mean, just there's a lot of shots of Zeke just walking around, um, which are not very flattering in and of themselves either. Not not particularly based on some of the. The gate that is displayed. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like, you know, there's so many pieces here of a world that I just don't, I don't grasp, you know. You're it, not into electronic dance music? Well, I, I do like electronic dance music, but usually I'm, I'm done with my electronic dancing by 3 a.m., um, I just it it there's just a level with the pro athlete and I, you know in particular with NFL players um, that, that just doesn't add up to me. Uh, if I if I was running a camp for kids on a Sunday morning, I just you know I I don't think that then Saturday night would be a going out necessarily late night. Um, Certainly not one that then required me to take a private bird home at <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. Well, that's where you catch your sleep. I, I guess. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I think the way you've said it is it just doesn't display um, great decision making. It doesn't mean that Zeke – this doesn't mean Zeke is a, a bad guy. It no. doesn't – I don't know that this goes in the file of awful behavior or anything. I just don't know that it's the kind of um the kind of of decision making that you say this is the guy that long term I'm going to trust my entrust my franchise to. Well, yeah, and what you know, I I one one many things going on here, but one of them I think is there has been this narrative that has taken root this offseason and was continuing to grow that that cowboy fans wanted to buy in and Ezekiel Elliott wanted to sell which was oh look you're not hearing about episodes from Zeke anymore you're not hearing a Ezekiel Elliott this incident happening at a club or uh, he was in this traffic you know altercation or this happened or this happened Wow! Listen, this and and it even reached the point where uh, last Did week happened last off season. No, okay, no, no. Well, 
as I always say these, nothing that came to light publicly. Correct. Okay. And I will always put it in those terms. Yeah. Um, because the other side is you can get better at, at, at stifling these incidents from coming to the forefront. Correct. Um, but, um, you know, look, I, I think that it, it even reached the point where, where last week, and I believe we discussed briefly what happened with Christops Porzingis in Latvia. And that happens. People locally are talking about that last week. And what is one of the narratives that emerges from that? Oh, remember when those sort of things used to happen to Ezekiel Elliott? Right. Guess what? Those don't happen to Elliott anymore. Maybe Porzingis will be the same way. Maybe Porzingis will be like Ezekiel Elliott and will mature as we go along. And then you have this incident. And so I think a lot of people uh, probably overreact to this one incident from the point where they were fooled from the standpoint of, oh, well, there hasn't been anything in a while so Elliot's fine. We're never going to have these episodes again. And, and people logically don't think through, you know, I, both things can be true. I think Elliot is more mature now than he was when he first came into the league. I don't think he is putting himself in as many bad situations for himself to make bad decisions. But that doesn't mean he still doesn't put himself in those positions. And And both can be true. I think he's not... He is not putting himself as many in as many positions where you can go, what in the world were you thinking? Why did you do that? Right. But he's still placing himself those positions. You know, and so, so you have seen not as many, but that doesn't mean you're never going to see them again. And, and this was just a reminder that, that, look, he's still going out. He's still partying. Um, this is part of his lifestyle. This is still there just because you haven't heard about it doesn't mean he hasn't been in these situations. He's just been a little more judicious with it, and maybe he's been a little more responsible in how he's gone about it. Uh, and, and maybe he's not doing it as much as he was when he first came into the league, but this is still a part of his lifestyle and who he is. Yeah, and I mean, these are – this is somebody in his mid-20s. Um, 23. So not even mid-20s yet. I, I don't – I try and put myself in the in the shoes of an athlete, and um, you go out and you just don't. Ex- I, I I don't know that like walking around the parking lot, <laughs> you ever expect to have a camera trained on you twenty four seven all the time. Yeah, um, but that is the reality for these sure. for these guys, and it sucks. I mean, it it hey, and athletes have always done this. They're just hey if. If there would have been a social media age when Babe Ruth was going out, correct, what would have absolutely <laughs> would he have had the career he had? There's a good chance maybe he would not have. No, I mean it would have been. And if 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 social media and and the and the way the media um, tells stories uh, existed then the way it does now, no, he wouldn't have. Um, and, and I, you know, it, for me, it's a sad a commentary on. On us and as a society, as anything, that here's a guy. He, look, he went out there to. He didn't go out there to cause trouble. No. Um, and I don't know that he caused trouble based on the, these two minutes of video. Um, clearly, he got in the security guard's face, and clearly, he backed the security guard up against a, a, yeah. a, a, a metal Those retaining fence. That we all, yeah. 
and the fence fell over, and so the security guard tumbled. I did not see. There's no shove, no push. It was just chest to chest. So now you have people going, oh, the security guard just flopped, and what do you mean? So, but again, which is not really the point. The point Correct. is you put yourself in that position. I, I Leaving it open to interpretation. There's... <laughs> There's a part of me, and I, again, I'm I'm a nerd and, and a dork and all of that other stuff. I've just never been in, in any kind of situation like that. Um, well, certainly not since I tried to break up a bar fight in college and ended up with— It ended your days as far as being the Good Samaritan days and also— Just being- ended my, my days of real late-night partying. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean— it, the situation there is is whether a security guard was was mouthing off to Z. You know, I'm, we're just getting into such dangerous territory. Um, but you you've got to at this point in time understand I've got all this stuff at stake. I've just got to walk away. Well, and, but again, and there are, are a few precepts here and things you can go on, and it's like. How many people make good decisions at in a parking lot at three in the morning? And maybe just by a, the nature of where you are, correct. how many good decisions are there going to be at that point? Not so, really and again, so that that's what I'm talking about. You just get in a situation where the longer it goes, all of your options are basically bad, and you get to a point where there is really no good way to get yourself out of a situation, or, or something's going to develop just because you allow it to develop. And and that is where, um, you know, I, I think people could do themselves more of a service by saying, okay, this is where, or having someone around them that's saying, hey, look, what are your, you know, what's your return on investment going to be from this point forward? It's, it's all bad. Your risk reward here from 3 a.m. on is going to be bad. Let's, let's go. All that's all true, but and I still I still come back to this. My stepson's twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he makes bad decisions. Um, but at twenty three, you make different decisions than you would at thirty eight. Hopefully, correct. And the decisions I made at twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, I would not make now. Well, you've paid in these situations. You have for paid. Them. I I just. I, I don't want to excuse behavior. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do any of that. No, not, I just feel you like, can understand behavior, but that's different than excusing it. And and I I would I'd like to think that that he has to realize that yeah maybe this part of of the deal isn't necessarily fair that I'm going to be under this microscope, sure. but I'm also getting uh, a level of compensation and long-term rewards that make it necessary that I've got to give up this level. That, But Ezekiel Elliott is someone who loves the attention as well. He brings attention to himself on the field and off the field, and so you can't just draw a line and go, okay, well, not now. Right. When you seek attention in the public eye, um, you lose some of your control over the public intruding into your life. And uh, you, you can't in today's world. You just can't turn it off. Right now, now there are other you know athletes who don't want that, and it's still intrusive on them. 
but uh, I, I would say that, that Elliot and some other athletes are really culpable in this and that they seek the public attention. And so you're going to have someone following you around with an iPhone at every event you go to. So <laughs> so the weekend that he was drafted, mm-hmm. that Zeke was drafted, I was taking a flight uh, from DFW, mm-hmm. and I guess he was headed back to Columbus. And so I walked up to like the Manchu Walk or whatever the Chinese restaurant, the little Chinese mm-hmm. places, and he's standing in front of me. Now I thought about taking out my iPhone to snap a quick yeah. picture, but I didn't. And let me just say this: Zeke didn't back me up against the counter. <laughs> um, he didn't. He didn't grab at me. Um, I didn't even say hello, to be perfectly honest. But I just let the guy order his food and moved yeah. on. Um, but that's just not the world that we live in. And and you're right. It's. It, it, there's commentary on our society, but it also just becomes incumbent upon the athlete to say, I've got to find a way to uh, walk away. If I don't, then whatever I bring on myself, I'm responsible for. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's the breakdown on some of this stuff with, with the athletes. They've got to take the accountability and the culpability. Sure. And, and again, ask yourself, look back on this episode if you're Ezekiel Elliott and his advisors, and go, okay, was there anything wrong with you going to Vegas for a concert? No. No. Now, you weren't in jail, but how? what do you think the fallout would have been if that security guard, justified or not, in your mind, would have said, no, I am filing charges. Now, you're in jail in Las Vegas, and you're not getting back for your football camp. Right. That you've charged all of these kids $375 now you or $325. How is that going to go over? And he was very close to that. Uh, all, all it took was one person to say, yes, I will file charges at that point. And then you have a much different episode than, than what you had. So, uh, again, why put yourself in that position four hours before your football camp starts? Do it, do it Saturday morning, you know, do it, leave straight from your football camp and go there. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure that the electronic Daisy organizers <laughs> did not consult with Zeke. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that this was, if I was Zeke, I'd probably have an issue with my, um, with my advisors for scheduling the camp for that Sunday. During the electronic. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cause I want to be at electronic Daisy, um, Oh man, I, I feel for you. <laughs> like I, there, I don't know how I would. You know, the, the we had the Josh Hamilton. We, we just talked Josh Hamilton on mm-hmm. on uh, on the Rangers podcast, and we had the Josh Hamilton at Sherlock's affair, and um, that was two thousand nine. Uh, and long before that, we had John Rocker. Um, Throwing some homophobic insults at at a guy at uh, I think it was at up to, at breadwinners in Uptown, but I, I have not had to deal with um, the number of rather bizarre circumstances. <laughs> uh, like I mean, when somebody told you we it was the so electric, would you have known what electronic Daisy was? <laughs> <at> Clem- <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not that is my, not my genre that I. So how about. old are we? We're old people. We're old, yes. Um, I'd rather not discuss that right now. But yeah, I, I, it's uh, 
it, it's just it's a strange world that that pro athletes live in, and and there's a lot of what what they do go through that I don't envy, because I do think it takes yeah. away a lot well, of and of, again, of outlets oh, sure, for them. sure it does, and and you know even and again you have so many players with the Cowboys, and you you had another episode this off season, one of the one of the last players you would expect to have an episode with Tyrone Crawford. Mm-hmm. Who uh, there was an again TMZ finds this uh, incident in a bar. Um, now again, it's it's was he protecting uh, guys in a group with him? But but this is what you get into now in this world. You actually have all you have to do is see this, and you can be baited in public as well. And uh, and, and I'm not look. I don't want to minimize or or give athletes a pass because I think they use their privilege and entitlement by and large to their advantage consistently out in public. Sure. But that being said, you also have to recognize there are times just like the whole, uh, oh, you're the fastest gun in the West. Let's see about that. Yeah. And uh, some of these athletes, again, when you're in a, in a bar or whatever, and, uh, a young guy with a lot of testosterone goes, well, who is that guy? I can, you know, that guy doesn't look any tougher than me. Or who, who's he to think he's better than me? Even though you've had no interaction with that guy to know whether he thinks he's better than you. And, and you force an issue. So I, I do understand that that's a big part of, of where we are culturally right now as well. And and if you have a buddy that says, well, look, yeah, let's go ahead and feed into that and fuel that. And it's like, you know what? I, I bet I could sell this video and get, make we can make some money off of this. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's, it's a, a money weird, making venture. It is. It's a, it, attention. It's certainly attention seeking. Uh, look, it's it's people have different motives, and sure, you just can't you can't trust that. Hey, everybody's here for this music festival. No, um, because somebody's going to say, I could make a couple thousand bucks from TMZ selling this video. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, do we have anything else going on with the Cowboys? Well, Elliot, well, OTAs start today, so Elliot was there, and I'm sure he'll he'll be at his locker tomorrow to answer all of his questions about. See, or, Daisy, are you going to ask Daisy him who was excursion? See, why don't you, you could probably like lighten the mood by asking him what was his favorite act? If you like <laughs> Daisy Musical. I think even he would probably pick up on where that was going. We'll see, but I, I will say, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, I'm sorry, it's the Electronic Daisy Carnival. Carnival, Carnival, yes. Um, EDS, it's the largest in the world, too. This is not, so this is not just some fly-by-night electronic dance festival. This is the world-renowned Daisy Carnival. Well, there, I... You can go re- read some of the acts. Go I, well, there are, there are at least... Three people that I've heard of here in this list. Sure. Calvin Harris, Zed, Tiesta. Zed, is that Zed from. uh, (laughs) See, what movie was that? I'm trying to place that. Is that Zed from. This is Zed who. uh, Didn't Zed do the song with Marin Morris? Didn't he do uh, Meet Me in the Middle? May have. Um,. So that yeah, that's that's. Let's talk about something really old. Okay. Since we're old people, uh, you teased me two weeks ago that you had a story about Bonnie and Clyde, which I'm currently. And for you young kids, Bonnie and Clyde were <laughs> bank robbers uh, that came from West Dallas. 
uh, and that was in the 1930s, which I know is a long, long time ago. But um, here's what I'm finding out, by the way, about Bonnie and Clyde in reading the uh, the yes. Jeff Gwynn book. Um, other than driving really fast, Clyde seemed to be pretty inept as a criminal. It's not at the top rung of the, on the criminal mastermind scale. He <clears> drove <throat> really fast and ended up shooting a lot of people. But I don't know that the book doesn't seem to indicate that they made a whole lot of money on the crime spree. No. All right. So you have a lashing out. Yes. We. You have a story. You know, I, I went by. I, I live less than a mile from Western Hills Cemetery, mm-hmm. which is where uh, Clyde Barrow Clyde, yeah. and his brother Buck are, are mm-hmm. buried and uh, they're tombstone says gone but not forgotten i'm gonna go over there and look at it soon enough um but uh you have a story because you you grew up in west dallas well man my my great great grandmother ran a at the time was was a boarding house down on fort worth avenue down in that part of 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 west dallas and um Never, never really knew, but again, everyone who knows her is just a, just one of these, you know, never met a stranger, never met a bad person, always wanting to give people a break. And again, these were very difficult times. And yes. so uh, sometimes would actually let people stay for a night and, and not pay because um, uh, realize these are hard, t- difficult times. You know, I'm sweetie, I'm sure you'll come back and give me the money if you ever have the money to give it. If not, you know, don't worry about it sort of thing. That that sort of person. Sure. So it was very, you know, again, had a lot of street cred in the community. I mean, everyone's like, oh, what a wonderful, like a lot of people were back then. But anyway, so um, Bonnie and Clyde stayed there one evening is, is how the family story goes. And uh, she said they were the nicest people, you know, uh, they had a great breakfast together, talked, laughed. They seemed very sweet. Can't believe they did all of that stuff, you know, sort of thing. But anyways, the story goes. So then they left and they told her, you know, what a wonderful time they had. And they actually tipped her a little bit more and paid her more than what the actual uh, rate was, which stuck with her because hardly anyone was in a position to do that. Sure. And which kind of fits the pattern when you we see what they you know what they did the whole Robin Hood sort of thing right and I mean there was a what you what you read is that they're really up until um, sometime during 1934 uh, their reputation was as kind of modern day Robin Hoods yes during the depression that they were they were stealing from banks which were corrupt seen yes. as corrupt at that point in time and that they did distribute a good deal of wealth to people who were really um impoverished mm-hmm. particularly in West Dallas where you know they talk about the campground at which the the barrows yeah. lived uh for a long period of time before they bought their little service station which again is again, literally yeah, so across think, yeah. the street from where I live yeah. I, I see it every day and it's you know, it's just unmarked and boarded up, and 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 that was Singleton Road was at that point in time Eagle Ford Road, and to read the story about car chases and 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 shootouts on this on on this stretch of, of road is pretty amazing. But yeah, those were the, the they were desperate times, and uh, they would give people three or four bucks uh, after they stayed there, and that was a ton of money mm-hmm. at that point yeah. in time. So. Yeah. So this fit in with that that whole pattern. Anyway, so they left. Now, about 
a month or so after that, uh, uh, another couple came through, stayed. Um, she thought they were perfectly nice. Anyway, got up uh, the next morning, and not only was the couple gone, but they had taken all of her china and taken basically everything they could out of the house so they could sell. So they, they robbed her. And uh, this got out in the neighbor, you know, this got out. It's going, oh, how in the world could you do that? Well, two days later, there's all of the china sitting back on the table with an apology note from this couple and, like, the money that they were supposed to owe. And supposedly, Bonnie and Clyde, as well as some other people in the area, said, you can't do that to that nice lady and track them down, got the china back. And, and we don't know what happened beyond just them putting the china back and the the payment for services rendered that they skipped out on the first time. Where is this china now? I don't know. Um, it's out of the family. I know. That would be, that would be a good sell it on. family heirloom. Yeah, it would be. We um, don't have it. So, you, so your great great grandmother was in the West Dallas Fort Worth yes. Avenue area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the and I, this is embarrassing too, uh, having lived here twenty plus years. Um, but this is uh, this book, uh, "Go Down Together" by Jeff Gwynn, which is uh, I, what what had been recommended to me as probably the the best authoritative. Mm-hmm. Uh, history and narrative of the story um, is uh, is a really good history of the whole West Dallas area as well, uh, and, and I think it's an area that people need to get to know more about if they don't, mm-hmm. because it is an, an up and coming area in town now, and it's had a, a very um, lively history. Yeah. Yes, very colorful history. Uh, and and it's, so it's uh, it, it's been a good history lesson. And I get into these things, like at one point in time, I don't know what it was, that I got into uh, Custer and the, the Battle of the Little Bighorn. Uh, and I, I read like three books in, in about six months on just on, on Custer. And so now I'm I'm digesting everything I can on, uh, on Bonnie and Clyde and W.D. Jones and mm-hmm. and I guess I'll get to Frank Hamer and all the other stuff. But uh, and, and we talked about That's the Highwaymen. Yeah, yeah, we saw that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's 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 an interesting chapter in Dallas history. Uh, I have no idea what would have happened had um, in 1934 if uh, if Zeke Elliott had <laughs> had gone over to West Dallas. What kind of trouble there could have been that uh, that he would have gotten in? But it certainly would have been colorful. I can I can say that. So that's my that's the way I'm going to wrap. And that's up. why you come here. Where else? What other podcast tied Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> Daisy, <laughs> the Daisy Carnival in Vegas to West Dallas in 1934? This is why we here at Balls. That's what that's what you can't get elsewhere. We are master storytellers. Now, why would you want it elsewhere? Why would you want it anywhere? I guess is probably a question some of you may be asking at this point. But probably because anybody who was interested in Bonnie and Clyde probably has already gone down this road. But for those kids out there who aren't, um it's a pretty fascinating story. It is. Very fascinating. So and so is Zeke and everything that happens with him. And uh um I can't believe the headline. And he wasn't arrested. So our headline yeah, says, Detained. Elliot cuffed in video. 
because we can't say rested, can't say really yeah. charged. Um, and now that I think about it, when you talk about someone being cuffed in a video, it probably raises a different sort of <laughs> image as well. Uh, well, let's not probably go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been our, our podcast for this morning. I got to tell you, um, we didn't miss Kevin at all. Uh, Kevin Sherrington is one of the people who occasionally works here, likes to take over the podcast, gets very upset when he doesn't get a chance to talk very much. Um, but he's on vacation and we'll just let him talk all he wants next week. How's that? And I, I, I know that you, you and I the whole time, Oh, uh, I'll be in, uh, where will I be next Tuesday? I'll be in Seattle. You're in Seattle alert. This will be the second time you've been yeah, in they, Seattle they, this they season will have, already. Um, they will have got, made two trips to Seattle before the end of May. So um, no more after this, right? No, the, they have one more, one more that is in, uh, in the second half of July. Ah. It's a, they have a long road trip right after the All-Star. The Rangers we're talking about have a long road trip right after the All-Star break to uh, three West Coast, uh, three AO West teams, Houston, Seattle, and uh, uh, can't remember, in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll, they'll have wrapped up all their games in Seattle by, by the middle of July, which means hmm. I won't have to it's deal unusual. with any cooler weather in September. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be able to sweat here. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, we'll be back next week with Kevin. I'll be on the phone. Uh, and um, Unfortunately, then, I'll be here with Kevin. Oh, man. You you don't have some kind of OTA or something you can go to at that point. <laughs> I'll try. It's the next day. Maybe you need. You know what? Maybe you need to go out to Vegas and walk Maybe. the grounds <laughs> of the Electronic Daisy Carnival to see if there's any evidence out there. There'll but, be evidence of a lot of things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that any specific to Ezekiel Elliott will Whatever be there. The but Daisy is. anyway, so folks, until next week, uh, that's been our podcast for today. Rangers, Game of Thrones, Ezekiel Elliott. Bonnie and Clyde, you cannot get that kind of mishmash anywhere else. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.